Welcome to the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast. Today is a special bonus edition of the podcast featuring book news in conversation with Jane Harrison. Now, the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast is all about books, writing, and literary culture. My name is Andrew Popel. Every week, I broadcast Final Draft from the studios of 2SER in Sydney. Final Draft is dedicated to exploring Australian writing, from debut authors to household names. Every week, we look into the issues that drive our storytelling and help you discover more from the books you love. These are the stories that make us who we are. 2SER broadcasts from the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and I'm recording on the lands of the Darug and Gunungurra people. I want to acknowledge the traditional owners of those lands and pay my respects to their ongoing connection to their lands. These are unceded lands, and treaty has never been made with Australia's First Nations. Today on the show, Jane Harrison is joining me as the director of Black and Bright Festival. Now, you've met Jane before. She is a playwright, a novelist, a researcher. She's descended from the Murrawari people. But in her role as the director of Black and Bright, uh, Black and Bright has been around, established in Nam, Melbourne in 2016. It is a premier First Nations literary festival. It is making a triumphant return in 2022. And the festival will be featuring a Sydney event coming up on Saturday, the 19th of March. So join me as Jane and I discuss Black and Bright, the importance of incredible First Nations writing and the Black and Bright Sydney Satellite event. It is always my great pleasure, especially after the last couple of years, to be bringing you live books, live festival news. We're getting back out. We are able to see each other and then uh, listen to authors in the flesh. And an incredibly exciting festival is Black and Bright. And I'm joined today by Jane Harrison. Jane is a playwright, a novelist, researcher, descended from the Murrawari people. Jane is also the director of Black and Bright, a First Nations literary festival based in Nam, Melbourne. Jane, welcome. Uh, these conversations are becoming a regular thing and I absolutely love it. <laughs> well, I love the indus- the literature industry, so you're part of that and I, you know, I like to play in that field too. It's so nice to talk books, but I've got to say, look, I, I feel like I've inadvertently played into kind of the Melbourne-Sydney thing that periodically flares up because I wasn't really aware of Black and Bright, which has predominantly been based in Nam, Melbourne. But now there's going to be a satellite event in Sydney coming up in March, and I'm calling you up to have a chat. Um, so if you can forgive my Sydney ignorance, can you tell me a little bit about Black and Bright? I can tell you a little bit. Uh, so this is our third festival. We had successful festivals in 2016 and 2019. And now we're very fortunate that we've got uh, four-year funding so we can bring you a couple more festivals. Uh, so we program 100% First Nations writers and storytellers and we cover all genres from oral storytelling by some of our lovely elders uh, activism, history, um, the usual literature uh, genres of poetry, spoken word, uh, non-fiction, fiction, um, YA, right through to uh, we have a, a comedy event this year as well called Gammon because, of course, to do comedy you need to write. I feel like when we think literary festivals, we're thinking, uh, you know, the book table and these incredible authors that have these, you know, you know, wonderful bound rectangles that we all love to fall asleep reading. But what you've described there is so diverse and so wide. I mean, 
especially around oral storytelling, how um, how big a focus is that in the festival and, and what are some of the things that people might be able to expect? Yeah, it is a bit of a, a focus in this festival and we do try to do things differently to most literary festivals. So for us, of course, oral storytelling has always been really um, crucial to culture. So we've uh, programmed an event called Borrow a Living Book and we have four amazing elders who've lived these extraordinary lives. And so you can borrow them for half an hour and sit down with them over a, a native scone and a cup of tea and have an oral storytelling session with them. So that's one of our um, uh, non-book, non-published kind of uh, events in the uh, festival. We also do a thing called the Young Tent Embassy, where we have six young activists who are all passionate about a particular area of, you know, uh, our society, and they will speak for about 10 minutes or so in a tent, which is a the same era tent as the original tent embassy uh, from Canberra that's just celebrated its 50th year, and they will speak, and then the audience gets an opportunity to talk with them. For 20 minutes as well. So there are a couple of oral events in there. There's also a walking tour um, along the Birong Ma, the river. Uh, that, and- sounds, that sounds really exciting. I actually saw that one and thought, I wish I could be down in Melbourne because sort of a walking storytelling tour, just being embedded in the story that's being told sounds wonderful. Yes, and he's a, he's a masterful storyteller and oral historian, and he makes you see the city in a way that you've never thought of it before mm. because he can almost recreate what it was like before settlement and has visual images to show um, what the city looked like during the early days of settlement, and it really does transport you back to that era. The sense of community and just everyone coming together just looking at the program it it seems palpable and even as you described there the the ways that you can sit down with elders or join in young storytellers i mean again often in in literary festivals the the older older states people sort of storytellers are often the people that have multiple publications and they're the keynotes and the big events. But here there is a real sense that everyone is getting involved and everyone is, is um, an audience equally. Yes, that's right. We, we want people to be engaged and that's why we've called it at, actually this year, the festival we said black words live because we want to get that sense of this is a living culture. This is about, um, our people, we're not just stones and bones. We're not just, uh, you know, talking about traditional classical um, culture. We're talking about a living culture and we express ourselves in lots of myriad ways nowadays um, through all the different kinds of writing and storytelling genres. And we do like our audience to be engaged as much as possible with that, um, with those ideas. I saw on the website 
uh, for Black and Bright. And I'm going to say this a couple of times. It's a great place to visit because some events are also going to be online. But so it's Black and Bright, Black A B L A K A N D B R I G H T dot com dot au. I saw on the website, we believe black stories are for everyone. Now, in a climate that can still at times, and I feel like I'm, I'm probably downplaying that, uh, that does feel hostile to sharing history, to being open to hearing these experiences from First Nations storytellers, why is it important that people come together to tell? And also, speaking to, to my listeners who are an audience for these stories and to listen to the stories most particularly. Yes, that's a really big philosophical question, Andrew. Um, <laughs> I think black stories are for everyone. I mean, obviously, there's probably um, some cultural practices that are really for the initiated or for um, the, the communities themselves. But, you know, we've invited uh, our writers to to be in this public forum and they're really engaged with the idea of uh, sharing their stories. The audience for black writing is mostly um, non-Indigenous people. And I think when we share stories, we share who we are as people. And I think it's really important that we come together and celebrate um, the strengths and resiliences of Aboriginal culture today. And I mean, I just before our website went live, I read through the biographies of our guests this year and they're extraordinary. The things that they do in their lives other than writing is outstanding and they've got so much to tell and share that I think audiences will be captivated. Um, one of my particular favourite events in the program, if I'm allowed to have favourites, is Sisters Are Doing It, where we have three Amazing women, um, Chelsea Wittagoon, uh, Nadi Simpson and Auntie Ronnie Gorry, and they've all had incredible lives outside of the literature industry. Auntie Ronnie Gorry's just won the Victorian Premier's Literary Award for her book Black and Blue about her experiences, among other things, in the police force. She was a police officer for 10 years. Mm. And so she's got, you know, really some stories to tell. Nadi Simpson, of course, um, from the Sith Gins, and she's a cultural warrior as well. She's got it incredible. And Chelsea Wotego, um is very strong in the health field, um, a well-known academic in the health area. And so they've got lives outside of the literature industry, which can be a little bit, you know, um, uh, closed and very, um, uh, what can I say about the literature industry? can be a little bit um, a small world, um, but these extraordinary women and our facilitator as well, she lives an extraordinary life. So I'm just really happy for them to be sharing, um, giving us insights into their lives and how they balance literature and their other working lives. I did see that that panel discussion. I have to admit, it looked extraordinary. But then you could have mentioned any of the panel discussions I looked at. They all look incredible. Black and Bright is happening over the weekend of the 17th till the 20th of March. I don't even know where to begin with all the events and panels. I mean, look, I saw discussions from poets, novelists, screenwriters, historians. I'm pretty sure I saw architects in there. There is comedy. I saw Alexis Wright is in conversation with you or you're facilitating this conversation featuring a new project which is so exciting um 
Yes, I quite wa- a coup to get a Lexus. I know, and a new project. I just, yes. I just has someone already just called the Miles Franklin board from like the next from next year or whenever it's coming out and just said, "Look, guys, save a spot." Um, I do want to give I do want to give the listeners a flavour. And again, I hate to get all Sydney, but there is a Sydney satellite event happening. I believe it's on Saturday the nineteenth. Uh, could you maybe give us a highlight from the Sydney satellite event? Give us a, a bit of a, a flavour and a reason to get down to riding New South Wales at, at Callan Park in Balmain. Yes. Yes, we're really fortunate to be partnering with Riding New South Wales uh, this year for the first time. And so they're going to host um, four of our events that we're live streaming up there. But we're also um, cognizant of the need to make that an engaging event. And so we've got two extraordinary facilitators, First Nations people, who will be running their own um, events at Riding New South Wales during the day. So you can watch the live stream from Melbourne, but you can also engage um, in person with these two uh, facilitators that we've got here. And so there's more news to come on that front. But with the four events that we have that they're hosting, uh, Sisters are doing it, which I just mentioned, uh, Young, Black and Bright, which is four young people who um, aren't necessarily published authors, but... um, you know, work in the creative area and they do write. So, um, again, an insight into how they're responding to the world around them. So that should be a fascinating uh, event. Uh, we have um, Alexis Wright uh, reading through her extraordinary oeuvre. Is that the right way to pronounce that word? I always... <laughs> Look, it sounds, right. that. it sounds right in my head, so I'm going to defer to you, Jane. <laughs> yes. And I'll be um, introducing Alexis to the audience. So that's, a, a, as I said, quite a coup to have um, such a talented uh, writer, one of our most ce- celebrated writers in Australia. Um, and then we have the big black poetry read, which again is such a hit with audiences. Um, we have six incredible poets, including uh, one poet from New Zealand, who's um, First Nations um in that part of the world, and that should, and they're reading three of their um, favourite poems. I'm so, like, I'm frantically clicking to try and find that event because I'm just thinking, how do you narrow it down to just six? If I think about some of my favourite poets, um, First Nations poets are just incredible. I mean, look, I'm, I, I haven't found it yet, but I'm guessing like Evelyn Araluen's probably on that panel or it's somewhere in the festival because she's um, Drop Bear's been incredible. <laughs> I have that on my bedside. Unfortunately, Evelyn um, isn't in the program this year. We oh, did have no. her at the festival last time. But I can tell you that we have Jazz Money, who's mm-hmm. extraordinary, Charmaine Paper Talk Green, incredible. Tony yeah. Birch. Tony Birch, incredible. Oh, of course, Tony. Curly Saunders <laughs> and Ellen Van Neven. Van Neven. So we've got talent, talent I'm, oozing. I mean, like, I, I, I still feel, yeah, uh, of course, it's so. It would be so hard to narrow it down to just a few. I feel like you could you could justify a whole day's program 
just on Incredible Poets. <laughs> Jane, what an, ex- what an extraordinary lineup. I mean, I would throw out to people, you've got the Sydney event. So the Black and Bright Sydney Satellite event is happening at Riding New South Wales. It's um, Callan Park, Balmain Road. It's actually Lilyfield. Uh, and tickets are available at Eventbrite. But, I mean, you know, if you've got the weekend, why not fly down to Melbourne? Because it's a four-day event down there. Jane Harrison is joining can, me can today. I, of course. Please, can Jane. I say can I say that most of our events are free, including the Writing New South Wales satellite uh, event. So you can go there for the day and not, not spend a cent apart from your coffee, which you'll need to keep you going through all these events. No excuse so not most to of our go. program is free. That's incredible. And if people want to find out a little bit more about that program, find out what the free events are, find out uh, all of the events, blackandbright.com.au. I will throw all those links up on our social media. Jane Harrison is joining me. She is a part of the program herself, but of course, the festival director. Jane, always a pleasure to chat. And it is just so wonderful to find out more about Black and Bright. Thank you, Andrew. You're very kind. That's it for this great conversation with Black and Bright Festival Director Jane Harrison. The Black and Bright Sydney Satellite event will be on Saturday the 19th of March at Writing New South Wales in Lilyfield. You can go to Black and Bright, B-L-A-K-A-N-D-B-R-I-G-H-T dot com dot A-U to find out more or if you're heading down to Melbourne, the festival is running over uh, from the 17th till the 20th of March. So much incredible stuff to discover. Great Conversations is recorded on the lands of the Darug and the Gunungurra people. The show is produced and presented by Andrew Popel. Stay in touch. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're celebrating 30, uh, 30 years of final draft this year. So there is so much great stuff you're going to want to be tuned into. Subscribe in your podcast app. It means so much final draft every week, direct to your headphones. I'm Andrew Popel. I'll be back next week with more conversations from Final Draft. Till then, happy reading. Bye now.